At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as if you missed Brad Thomas in the last hour, have no fear because he is going to be joining me in about 15 minutes. He is going to be on with another one of our good friends, Scott Reichel, over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be talking with them, a little NBA. We will see if either of those gentlemen have a play on Army versus Navy, and then we're going to be diving into the NFL slate for this week. They're going to hopefully be able to find a little bit more on Thursday Night Football than I could in the last segment because, boy, not a great matchup, and it's very, very hard to give out too many bets when you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams because they signed someone off the scrap heap 48 hours earlier. So that's not too terrific. At the very least, with college basketball, you don't have any random players getting signed off the scrap heap right away, so we know who's going to be going in these games a little bit more. So let's try to find you guys a little bit of value in terms of the Thursday college basketball card because, well, I'm sure that many of you guys might be not able to get through the entire Raiders versus Rams games because it might be so bad that it might cause you to turn the channel. So instead, let's try to take a look at a game that's going to be a little bit more out here on the West Coast that could provide you a little bit of value. This is 879-880 on the board. This is Colorado and Colorado State doing battle. Colorado's the home team, and they open up as a six-point favorite, and I agree with this move. It is now anywhere between five and five and a half points with the total in between 143 and 143.5, slight tick up in terms of the total, and that's another move that I do agree with because Colorado, they haven't necessarily been, shall we say, efficient on offense, but that said, they're playing a very up-tempo style. In terms of your 363 D1 teams, Colorado, right now they're clocking in 40th in terms of possessions per game, and I do think the Colorado State is going to be upping their tempo a little bit as well. And the big reason why is because Isaiah Stevens, their main point guard from last season when they were a top 25 team and made the NCAA tournament, he's now back at the fold after he missed the first half of the season. So that should be very beneficial for the Rams and for Stevens in the games that he has played as it's been a small sample size of two games. He's been able to give the team 33 points, been able to give out eight assists to two turnovers. So he's been able to do a rock solid job of helping out this Colorado State offense. And for Colorado State, 80 plus points. And now each other last three games. So they're starting to kick it up there. And you also do have a guy in John Tonje 
but he's been much more consistent home to road than he was last season. Last season, he's shooting sub 30% from three-part range on the road. This year, he's currently shooting in a small sample size in road and neutral court games, over 40% from three-part range, 15 points, six boards per game. And for those of you guys that have watched the Colorado Buffaloes like I have and have taken them a few times, there is no telling what you're going to be able to get out of Colorado. There are just some of those teams in college basketball because, well, there's 363 of them that you just, you look at them and you could get anything on any given night, and Colorado seems to be that team this season as currently they are 4-5 and five with a loss to Grambling, who plays out there in the SWAC. We'll put a little bit of respect on the SWAC. I like what they've been able to show, but they also have a win in the great state of Tennessee against the Volunteers. They were able to knock off Texas a and scoring 103 points when they were ranked in the top 25, and they completely blew a double-figure lead in under five minutes against Arizona State on their home floor as well. So this is Colorado Bunch at variance. It is very much a name of the game for them, but what you do know about Colorado is that they're going to have a sad sheet suffer out there by the name of K.J. Simpson. Simpson has been able to do a rock-solid job for the team. 16 points, 5 boards, 3.5 assists. You and I per contest, he's able to shoot 33% from 3. He is their only of their players averaging more than 5.5 points per game, shooting better than 32% from 3-point range, though. That is a bit of an issue. You've got also a Colorado team that is shooting 64.8% at the free-throw line. If this is a five-point game with a minute left to go, you're going to be sweating bullets if you lay the number. And I do think that Colorado State has enough talent to be able to hang in this game. They bring in Patrick Cartier, one of the best non-D1 players in all of college basketball last season. He's been able to do a solid job as a six-foot-eight, little bit of a combo player. He's been able to deliver for the team 12 points, three boards. He's able to can a few threes. And this is a Colorado State bunch that they do a good job of not beating themselves. They're in the top 20 in all of college basketball in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-game basis now. They are absolutely dead last in terms of offensive rebounds per game. That is not great for Colorado State, but with that said, they should be getting a nice little boost with Isaiah Stevens being back at the fold. That is going to lead to some very good opportunities the first time around, and it's not like Colorado does a great job on the glass either. You've got someone like Giovanni Holiday who's been able to give you seven rebounds per game. He's the only guy in the roster giving you more than 5.1 rebounds per game. This is a Colorado team that they do a great job of being able to get some offensive rebounds. They've been able to do so by committee. A lot of this has come against lesser teams when they take a little bit of step up. It's been a bit more troubling for them. So it's a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to take the points with Colorado State. I set this line at four. So even though we've seen it tick down just a tad, I do think that there's some value there. Did somebody total at 144 as well? I mentioned it with late game felling. I think that you could see quite a bit of it. If Colorado State is even down like eight points with a minute left to go, you know that they're going to be able to spot, oh, this Colorado team stinks at the free throw. Let's follow them and see if we can get back into this game. So we're going to be taking a look at the over, and I am taking a look at Colorado State getting anything more than four points. And how about if we give you guys a big-time matchup here as well? 873-874 on the betting board. It is the Ohio State University. They are going to be playing us at Rutgers. Rutgers opened up as a five-and-a-half point underdog. Now we're seeing them in most spots at a six, where I sit here at Circa is really the lone five-and-a-half that I am finding. And the total on this game, it is between 136-half and 137-half. And it's an intriguing spot because you've got one of the most efficient offenses in all of college basketball in The Ohio State University. And you've got one of the most efficient defenses in all of college basketball and Rutgers. Typically, I default a little bit more to the defense in this spot. And with my total... I have actually done so. I have set my total at a 134.5. I'm willing to go under Ohio State. Number two in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Rutgers, number four in the country in points allowed on a per-possession basis. This is a good old Midwest slobber knocker, and I am here for it. But I do think that with Rutgers, they are going to be able to benefit from a few guys returning to the fold. As Paul Mouke wound up missing a few games, he's... Not necessarily much of a score. He's going to give you right around five points per game, but he's able to draw right around three and a half assists. He's going to give you a couple boards, and they have one of the best on-ball defenders in all of college basketball back in this team as well. As Caleb McConnell is returned for about two games, 12 points, 6.7 rebounds per game. Actually, he's returned for three games, but him coming back for this team has been very big. And Cliff Amarui, I think he's going to be able to do a good job down low, 15 and a half points, 10 rebounds per game. But the reason why I do think that OIF State is going to be able to cover this game is that You'll notice with Rutgers, they're a little bit inconsistent home to road. When they're at the rack, this team is absolutely incredible. They showed that off. 
knocking off Indiana by double figures. Indiana did not know what hit them. That crowd is absolutely amazing, and it's one of the toughest places in all of college basketball to play. Ohio State may provide a really good home court as well. And with Ohio State, though it's going to be a little bit tough for them to be able to find some open shots against what has been a very stifling Rutgers team, they've got good size and versatility. Zed Key down low is able to give you eight rebounds per game. Justice Suing, 13 points, five boards. He's not really going to bomb it from three-point range, but guess who is going to? Bryce Sensabaugh, freshman, has been shooting 47% from three-point range, 14 points per contest. Absolutely love what I'm seeing out of him, man. Ohio State has done a good job of taking care of the ball. 11 after an per game now. They don't force too many themselves, but they've also been one of the best team offensive rebounding bunches in all of college basketball. They're getting right around 13 offensive rebounds per game. In terms of percentage of missed shots that result in an offensive rebound, they rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball. So I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job on this front. I do think that it's going to stymie a Rutgers team that has been playing at a middle-ish tempo. It's not like Rutgers is playing at some sort of a snail's pace or anything like that, but you're never really going to expect too much tempo out of Rutgers. They're right around 130th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, and Ohio State, for as efficient as they are on offense and as inefficient as they are on defense, they always like to play a little bit more of a slow, methodical style, I've noticed. They're right around 269th in terms of possessions per game, so as a result, I did set my total at a 134.5, I'm going to go under, and with this Rutgers team, I made them more around a six-half point underdog. Six is the absolute maximum I'm willing to lay with Ohio State, but I'm going to be willing to lay the six. How about if we take a look at a team that's on the road that I think should be a favorite? 871, 872. This is the top of the betting board with Marshall. They're on the road facing off against Duquesne. Duquesne is a one to one and a half point favorite in your total. It has come down a little bit. Opened up at 152. Now we're seeing as high as a 153. We're also seeing as low as a 151 and a half. So we've seen a little bit of a divide in the market here. But with this total, I did set it at a 153 and a half. I do like this total over just because Marshall, they are playing very, very fast. And they always have under this current coaching regime of Dan D'Antoni. If that sounds familiar, that is actually of relation to Mike D'Antoni. But under Mr. D'Antoni, this is always a team that they're looking to run it and gun it and no different this year. Marshall 27th in the country in terms of possessions per game, but Marshall was really lacking that three-point shooting pop last season, and they brought in the absolute antidote to that. That would be Camden Kerfman. He comes in from VMI, a guy that shot right around 40% from three-point range a season ago while he was playing for the Cadets, and he has really been able to help this team out because you've got a duo in Tavion Kinsey along with Andrew Taylor. They are combined to average 40 points and four steals per game now. They're going up against Ada Grant, who might be the best peer scorer in this game. He plays for Duquesne, 19 points per contest. While he was at Miami of Ohio last season out there in the back, he was able to put up their 17.5 points per game. But Tevin Brewer, I don't know if he's fully back or not for Duquesne. He was dealing with an appendectomy and surgery in the offseason. Now, he has scored 27 points in his last two games, but he's been a shell of what he was last season at Florida International, where he was doing a great job being able to pour in there about 15.5 points per contest, shooting it well from three-point range, was able to give the team also 5.5 assists per game. He certainly has not been that this season. And for Duquesne, you really have one guy on this team that's able to give you more than five rebounds per game. Meanwhile, you've got Micah Hengelotten. He has come in as a seven foot one freshman, and he's been able to give this Marshall team 10 rebounds per game. It is a big reason why this has been a little bit of a different team. And then you've got Obiana Onchedi Kellyan. He's been able to give you a block per contest. Average more like two and a half blocks per contest last season. I do think that he's going to be able to pick that up a little bit. And I do think that Marshall has a lot of firepower. They've been playing much more better on defense. So I'm willing to take them outright on the money line. Then my total 153 and a half. So also looking over. And what we're taking a look at next is a little bit of football with our good friend Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers online sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to be able to create the perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, and it's great to be joined by our guests as we've got Scott Reichel does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Brad Thomas, he does great work at NBC Sports Bet and long time no talk with Brad as it feels like just an hour ago that we were talking some World Cup with him. Oh, wait a second. That is correct. And it's always great to have you aboard. And Scott, we will lead off with this. We've got Thursday Night Football. I'm not going to sell you that it's some great matchup or anything like that, but we've got Thursday Night Football and you've got the Raiders as a six to six and a half point road favorite against the Rams with a total of 43 and a half. Any sort of a read on this game? Because, well, hard to take too many player props if you're looking at the Rams right now because they're so banged up that you don't know who's going to be going in a lot of this game. Meanwhile, for the Raiders, I will say they've been able to put together some nice efforts. They've won three straight games. Yeah, definitely true. I, for the player props, I'm mostly looking at the Raiders here. Uh, for the actual spread and the total, I think the Raiders should cover, but we know every Raiders game turns into just some absolute, just I'd say barn burner in the final uh, couple minutes every single week. So I'm not going to bother. I think the Rams could potentially hang around in this game. But I do think that you're going to see the Raiders really air it out against this defense because the Rams secondary lately has been terrible. I like Devontae Adams over 88.5 receiving yards at around minus 113. He's had at least 95 receiving yards in seven of the last nine games. And he's also had at least 126 receiving yards in four of the last five games. And for the last three weeks, the Rams are allowing, on average, 301 passing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. I know Jalen Ramsey's well-respected around the league and maybe amongst casual fans. Truth is, this year he's been really bad, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop Adams. I think Carr should have a field day of actually finding Adams, and I think he should walk into 100. But 88.5 receiving yards for the, probably the best receiver in all of football against a secondary that just got torched by Geno Smith – I think he's going to have problems here. Give me Devonta Adams over in the receiving yards. Yeah, it's been a really bad year for the Rams on offense, on defense, just staying healthy in general. Not too terrific. And Brad, do you have anything in terms of Thursday night football? Because once again, hard to find a lot of Rams props. You're able to find some on the Raiders, but with the Rams, see, it's a what match in the dark cave right now. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to be on Adams as well. And it was music to my ears when you were saying that. Like, you think about this Rams team, you know, how they were able to mask the inefficiencies of Jalen Ramsey so far this season has been by getting adequate pressure on the quarterback. Aaron Donald's not playing. Terrell Lewis is out as well. And then you look at their their cornerbacks. We have Troy Hill out, uh, their nickelback Troy Hill out. 
Taylor Rapp's banged up. There's a lieu of injuries here where I don't even think it mattered if Jalen Ramsey were to be the one covering Devontae Adams man-to-man. Then you watch that Seahawks game. They turned the Seahawks uh, pass catchers into Megatrons, all mini Megatrons, all getting 100 yards in in complete separation. I actually got a pretty cool chance to look at some NFL next-gen stats and just watching the the, the route trees for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams... through this run that he's had, despite the one game where he only had three yards and they got absolutely blown out, he's been running a full complement of route trees, which should give problems to any quarterback who's trailing him because you don't know what he's going to do, and it's hard to track his tendencies. So I got 87 and a half, uh, 88 and a half is totally cool, whatever your book plays. I don't mind playing it up to 100 if you want to play alternate lines here. I think this is one of those games he explodes 135 and a touchdown or two. Yep, I think that this is going to be a big game for him as well. I mean, you just take a look at this Rams team, and man, not great, to say the least. And when it comes to the Rams, they're going to be going up against an AFC West team. And let's stay out there in the AFC West as we've got a divisional matchup that, Scott, I know that you're taking a look at. When it comes to divisional underdogs, typically they blend a lot of value, but when you got Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett out there, you know what? It's hard to really find a lot of value with those two gentlemen. And for the Chiefs, right now they are a 9-9.5 point favorite. Toulon's game is anywhere between 43.5 and, and 44. I have not been able to bet anything on this game yet, Scott, because I do take a look at getting 9 points in a divisional matchup and the elevation that you've got with Denver, and that's supreme. But what completely wipes it out is the fact that you've got two buffoons right now in Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett to completely throw all that value down the toilet bowl. Where do you stand in this one? Because I just have not been able to make any sort of a bet to this point. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Denver can't even score touchdowns on a given basis. We saw them choke away a win that they probably should have had against the Ravens' backup quarterback there in Huntley last week. But you're looking at the Chiefs, awful loss, competitive game against Cincinnati. They should be motivated for this one because of the fact that they lost last week. But Denver scored less than 17 points in seven of the last eight games. They can't score, and they're going to have to face off against Mahomes. If Mahomes gets to 20, are we sure the Broncos get past 10? Because I'm not. I'm really not sure that's going to happen. But I feel like you mentioned the altitude, which is a problem. However, Kansas City historically has owned this division matchup because the Chiefs have won 13 straight games against the Broncos. 13. It's just been absolute one-way traffic. So even though I acknowledge that it's difficult usually to back a road team in a division game, and I'm aware that the altitude can give problems to some teams, the Chiefs have gone in there, dominated, taken care of business, and then left. And Denver is really playing for nothing. Uh, We've seen defensive players argue with Russell Wilson. The offense stinks. They're really not good at really anything besides the pass defense, but you figure Mahomes will find a way. And Pacheco's been very good on the ground lately. I'll lay the nine. Denver can't score, and I do think that you're going to end up seeing the Chiefs be pretty annoyed after they let a game against Cincinnati kind of slip through their fingertips. Yep, when it comes to the Chiefs, they should be able to dominate this game. I just wonder if the line is a little bit too high because with the Broncos, they might be able to score on defense, which I would be able to help them out as well because the Broncos' defense has been very good, and I think that they might be able to score more points when it's all said and done than this Broncos' offense. And then, Brad, I know you're taking a look at a few underdogs this week, and I do find this one to be fascinating, the Bengals playing against the Cleveland Browns. As we know with the Browns, new look team now that Deshaun Watson is in there, and with Deshaun Watson, it was far from terrific for him in his first game back in, what was it, like 21, 22 months. It had been a very long time since he had hit the field, and still the Browns were able to get it done very, very easily against the Texans. No doubt a big step up in competition. How do you gauge this Browns team? Because I do think that they're a little bit of an unknown because it's very rare that you're this deep into the season and it feels like it's a completely new look team. Yeah, I'm actually going to be on the Cleveland Browns plus seven. It wasn't too hard for me to get to the window here. The Browns have won five straight games against the Bengals in eight of their last nine. In the game they played earlier in the season, it wasn't even a Browns team that played quality football. They were just able to get pressure on Joe Burrow throughout the entire game, especially sacking him five times in that game. Yeah, I know Deshaun Watson wasn't all that great in the first game back, but we got to imagine he hadn't played football in so long. It's hard when that real-life speed's coming up. But I do imagine, just like what happened with Dak Prescott when he came back from injury, the game will slow down for him. And even if it doesn't, this Browns team's method of victory or method of covering is not necessarily with Deshaun Watson and all the great things that he can do. It's through this eighth-ranked rushing attack and eighth-ranked that's in, in DVOA there. 
against this Bengals team who at some point we're going to have to start saying they're a little overvalued. 4-0 against the spread in their last four, 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 this season. I think at some point it's going to kind of catch up to them where the, the odds makers are going to make the line so high where we're going to have to continuously back the underdog, especially in a division. I'll take them. I'll take my chance on this anytime. And hey, I know that you, Scott, have a little bit of a play on this game as well. I'm not sure if it confirms what Brad is thinking or if it's just on a little bit of a different direction as well. But give me what you like in terms of this this Browns game because I do think that it's one of the more fascinating ones on the board. It's definitely fascinating because you could argue about a letdown spot after the Bengals ended up beating the Chiefs and the Browns have kind of owned them historically. However, I am going to take the Browns team total under 20 and a half. We could both win, you know, if Cincinnati wins the game by four or if it's a low scoring game. But after the ba- after the Browns only scored six offensive points against the Texans last week, and Watson went 12 for 22, 131 yards, one interception. He will get better as time goes on because of the fact that he was extremely rusty and he's going to see more game action. But I got to at least wait until he proves me wrong here because they couldn't move the ball against Houston. And Cincinnati's defense was able to keep Mahomes somewhat in check. Gave up 24 points to them. The Browns had three defensive touchdowns or two defensive and one special teams, but offensively they were awful against one of the worst defenses in the league, missing Stingley, missing a couple pieces. I'm going to go with Cleveland team total under here. They're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to drain clock. And I'm going to wait until Watson actually looks sharp before I assume he's going to look sharp. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland team total under. Yep. It's much like what I typically do with baseball pitchers as well. When you've got a guy that he hasn't been out there in a very long time, you want to see him look actually good for a cert or two before you begin to back him. I'm going to take that same approach with Deshaun Watson. Now, being able to get six points right now, I don't know if I want to lay with the Cincinnati Bengals, but I certainly have a tough time being able to back any sort of an over in the spot with the Cleveland Browns as a result as well. So I do agree with you, Scott. And something else that we've got is a little NBA, a little college football. And I know that Brad has another NFL player too as well. So we're going to be going a nice little bag of potpourri here with Brad Thomas along with Scott Reichel next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Banking Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day a little bit more chill with some extra cash. Play for free during the college football season with Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot. At $5,000 in weekly cash prizes, head on over to DraftKings.com. Slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and Scott Reichel does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Scott, I know you're a man that you do quite a few things. We're going to dive back into football here in a second, but I know you've got a basketball play first between the Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs in a year in which we thought that there was going to be no tanking. The Spurs recently have been the only team that has been able to do it very well. They have went into free fall mode, and you've got a Rockets team that is currently finding themselves two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road with a total of 233.5. What do you all like in this game? Because these are a pair of teams that, well, not going great for them, and they could really use a nice draft pick for this upcoming draft. For me, I have to go with Houston. I understand both teams are bad, but it looks like Houston's still trying. Houston's won two of the last three games. They beat Phoenix. They beat Philly. So they have been a little bit better lately. Still have Jalen Green. Still have Porter Jr. They have some options. Shingun's also a pretty good center. The Spurs have lost 11 straight by at least five points. They are awful. <laughs> they are really, really bad. They are the worst team in the league at defense. They're one of the worst teams at offense. They don't really do anything well. And they're also battling a bunch of injuries. Uh, Yaka Pertle's already been announced out for this game. They're missing uh, Sochan. They're missing a bunch of guys. And just at the end of the day, I understand both these teams are bad. And I know that it's still an in-state rivalry in you know, Texas. I don't really care. Houston has won two or three against good teams. I like the fact that Houston still has talent on the court. I'm not sure I can say the same about the Spurs. No offense to a couple other players. But for the most part, the Spurs are just a walking fade at this point. Once again, 11 straight losses by five or more points. I'll lay the two, two and a half. Yeah, I mean, if you were to take a look at the Spurs' last 11 losses, you could take those two once and then just put a 
downward oval on it to be able to make a frowny face. That's exactly what the San Antonio Spurs are at this point. And Brad, I know you've got another NFL player or two on the board, and I believe that you like one that I do because we're seeing the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Detroit Lions do battle. And with the Lions, they're now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I recognize that the Lions are playing better, but this just feels like way too much respect against a Vikings team that, once again, if you take a look at the analytics, should the Vikings be a two-loss team right now? No, but I just still don't understand how the Vikings are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at this point to the Lions, and I feel like you're sort of in my camp on this one. Yeah, this is one of those classic situations where you're going to hear gamblers say, oh my God, it's a 10-win team that's an underdog on the road. That means the underdog should absolutely smash. No, I think that the Lions uh, are getting the respect that they have deserved so far this season, and this amazing what 25 game stretch by Dan Campbell but now they're no longer a six and a six and a half point underdog they are a two and a half point favorite to Minnesota Vikings and I like the Vikings to cover and win this game I'm taking the plus two and a half at some point we got to stop saying the Minnesota Vikings have all these fluky wins because at the end of the day if the Minnesota Vikings go on to win a Super Bowl we're not going to talk about the point margin they won by in every single game. They're going to talk about the games they won, their record, and if they won the Super Bowl. The Vikings in these last three games have really been impressive in their defensive touchdown rate in the red zone. I really like what they were able to do against the Jets. They played god-awful but somehow kept them out of the end zone. And now they have a chance to finally clinch the division with a win over the, the, the Rams. The Rams are not a good defense. It'll only be so much that they have to do, the Minnesota Vikings, to score points on this Lions team. So if you're giving me a what I think is a more fluid offense, a better running game, a uh, better wide receiver and Justin Jefferson, no idea who's going to cover him, versus a, a Lions team who's going to be battling uphill all game, I'm going to take the Vikings. I just think the value is too high here, and, uh, and the Lions are a little mispriced. Yep, I completely agree with you there. I just take a look at it, and it's like, man, we're making this Vikings team a two-and-a-half-point underdog against the Lions team. Now, once again, they're playing better football right now, but they're still sub-500, and you've got one team in the Minnesota Vikings that has been able to pull out all these games. I do think that at the end of the day, the record should be meaning a little bit more than it is in this spot. And when it comes to records, I think you can wipe them clean. When it comes to college bowls that aren't the college football playoff, I know that both of you gentlemen join me all season long, doing a great job taking a look at college football. And I just want to get some general tips for you guys for taking a look at these college bowl games. I will start with you first, Scott. It just feels like it's completely unpredictable right now. I've got zero bets on these college football bowl games, and it feels like there's just so many things to be able to take a look at because you want to get the best of the value. But I think now is the time of year where you try to where you trade a little bit of line value just for knowing who in the heck is going to be out there on the field, which is a much more difficult task than it sounds like. Yeah, it definitely is. I haven't really made any plays either. The only four teams that should be, you know, automatically focused are the playoff teams. But even then, Smith and Jigba decided to opt out anyway. So they also have some players at Ohio State who have already started moving on to the NFL draft life. But still, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. There's so many players missing and so many in the portal at this point that you have to really just get a refresher on who the backup quarterback is. At this point, you might be handicapping games based on who's the better third-string quarterback on the roster, because that's where we're headed. But for me, I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think the main way I'm going to bet on these games might be player props. Try to look for some starters that are still there, because you're assuming that the coaching staff's going to try to put more faith into those proven guys, as opposed to the unproven backups who now got promoted. I think player props probably the best way to go, but as you said before, I'm willing to sacrifice points in order for absolute certainty on the injury report or the opt-out report, whatever you want to call it. There's just so much uncertainty. Also, coaches. Some coaches have jumped ship. You're not sure who's going to be there for the bowl games as well. So for me, I feel like in this situation, you should probably wait and see what happens. Maybe a motivation angle. Do you blindly back the team with more starters? Maybe, but we'll see. It's definitely a weird bowl season because of the complete unleashing of the transfer portal. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen it in the past where there have been quite a few opt-outs. There have been some of us that have been on the wrong end of bets. I certainly have been there where I thought, oh, this running back ran for 1,300 yards. He's on the roster. Oh, he opted out two hours before the bowl game. Thanks, North Texas. <laughs> Thanks a whole heck of a lot. Not, not that I'm salty about that one or anything like that, but Brad... 
I mean, just how are you taking a look at bowl season? Because it feels like you're sort of with myself and Scott and that you haven't placed a whole heck of a lot of bets just yet. And it's just, it's going to be difficult to say the least to try to find some value here unless if you know exactly who is going or not. Yeah, I haven't placed one uh, bull bet here, but I will tell you the most important thing I can say to everyone is, is remain patient. Patience is key here. Don't feel like you're getting a jump on a number unless you have information. Another thing I would say, if you want to bet a game and you're really interested in betting, follow that team's beat writers. Follow them. Turn their notifications on Twitter. They will tell you who's opting in and who's opting out of the game. And it's important. Do not overvalue or undervalue a certain player or a group of players that are opting out. Sometimes something that might seem like a slam dunk because this team's going to play their third string quarterback and two running in their their first and second running backs are out. You want to just smash the other side. Actually use viable information in the beat writer's sense of, hey, this guy who's number three coming up is actually a pretty good player. He knows the playbook well because he's been there for three years. It's not too much of a drop off. So just don't make sure you get yourself where you're overvaluing uh, the information a little bit too much. And most importantly, look at proximity. Uh, some of these guys really want to win these bowl games because it's close to their house. It's an hour drive. They're going to be playing for their hometown fans. They're going to care a little bit more. I think that that's such good advice. And you mentioned it right there, the motivational angle of being relatively close home or you have the hometown kid who is going to be getting his first start ever. Walkie McWalk on is able to get out there and he's able to play for the fans. So you always do love to see that. And what we do love to see every single year as well as the Army-Navy game. Scott, do you have any sort of a play here as Navy's between a two to a two and a half point favorite and the total, you're fighting it in some places as high as a 32 and a half to a 33. And right now we're seeing this drop down to 32 in some spots as well. Well, normally you automatically play the under and then you could take a nap. You wake up three hours and collect your money. But the problem is this total is a lot lower than it usually is. Both teams that have a week off last week, so the defenses should be prepped. I guess you kind of have to lean to the under based on history, but at 32, I think I'm actually staying away here. A lot of line movement, though, on Navy. I know it opened up at around one or so, and now it's Navy minus two and a half. I think it was Pickham, actually, at one point. So if you want to back the line movement, I don't mind Navy there. Army kind of got outplayed dramatically by Air Force, but still hung around at a shot to potentially win the game late. I'm rooting for Army because I want them to get the six wins, but unfortunately, I do think Navy's probably going to take it. Yep, and we've got about 30 seconds on this one, Brad. Are you going to be taking the under in this one, or is this a spot where it's a stay away? Yeah, it's a stay away for me. I don't mind taking the under. There's some kind of crazy stat that totals of 37 points or lower are hitting at like a 75% clip historically. And that's not just in this game, and that's in all totals in general. But why would I want to play this game? Both teams aren't very good, and uh, the total's <laughs> too low for me to even want to tickle. Yep, it's a great spectacle, but with that said, the football could leave a little bit of something to be desired. You guys always give us exactly what we, we desire, though. Brad, you do great work over there at NBC Sports Bet, and Scott, likewise, over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Both of these guys are tremendous. A big thanks to them. And here on the final segment, going to give you guys what I like in terms of Thursday in football and the college basketball card for this Thursday here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network for tonight. It's not the last segment ever for the Greg Peterson experience. Fortunately, uh, that would make me a little bit sad. But what always makes me happy is getting on Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They join me the last two segments. They get a look at a little bit of everything that we've got on the card for this Thursday. And here to wrap things up, just going to give you guys what I like in terms of college basketball and give you a little bit in terms of Thursday night football as well, a little bit of a... Shall we say grody Thursday night football matchup? But that said, there's still a little bit of money to be made. So we're going to be hitting upon that. And programming note, if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, you're going to be hearing a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. But if you're listening to that replay, follow the money. 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they are going to be coming your way. So we're going to be in for a great show from those two gentlemen. But in the meantime, we're in for a little bit of money to be made on this Thursday as we go 875, 876 on the college basketball board to start. Iowa State and Iowa's doing battle. Iowa anywhere between a four to four and a half point favorite with your total between 140 and 141. And my DK Nation write-up as on Iowa State. I'd like the line to be moving a little bit less quickly than it is right now, but I mean there's a big reason why Iowa State is right now catching all the action, and that is because if you took a look, well, Chris Murray, the top scorer of Iowa. He's right now in a walking boot. That's not good. That's not good at all because he's been really the main guy for Iowa State, averaging 19.5 points, 10.1 rebounds, and shooting 37.8% from three-point range. Among Iowa's top seven scorers, he is the only one shooting above 33.3% from three-point range, and he is one of just two players averaging more than 4.1 rebounds per game. This is a strength-on-strength battle as well for Iowa State. What they've really been able to do a good job of is being able to force turnovers as they rank number one in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. They go up against an Iowa team that is number one in all of college basketball in terms of taking care of the ball. The fewest turnovers pretty much made on a per-possession basis when they have been on offense. So that is something interesting to take a look at. But I really do like this Iowa State team. They bring in a pair of guys from the same school, which we've been noticing more and more teams doing that. And it's been working out really, really well. And the Iowa State Cyclones, they went to St. Bonaventure for the Bonnies as they bring in Oshun Oshuni, who he hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire. If you take a look at the sad sheet, right around 10 points, just under four rebounds, about a block per contest. But he's been one of the more valuable plus defenders in all of college basketball. And then Jerron Holmes. He has been terrific. 14.8 points, 3.5 boards, 3.5 assists. He's shooting from three-point range about 40%. And then Caleb Grill, the gentleman that came in from UNLV a few seasons ago, shooting 35% from three-point range. This has been just an absolutely supreme offense in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And Iowa State, they don't necessarily play at a super slow pace. It's not like they're absolutely running it and gunning it, but they play at a right around 130th in terms of possessions per game. But they rank 8th in the country Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. You do have an Iowa team that, once again, this is with Chris Murray being a part, big part of it. They're in the top 10. Nationally, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and they score, I'm not even kidding here, 27.3 points more per one-earned possessions at home than on the road. You might be asking why this is happening. 
when they've been playing against teams like TCU, Clemson, and company has been on a road or neutral court. The teams that they've been playing at home have been the likes of Bethune, Cookman, and North Carolina A&T, along with good old Omaha. So that is a big reason why you've got that big giant home and road delta. But that said, I do take a look at this by with Iowa State being able to have Andre Kunich helping out in the post. I do think that Iowa State provides a lot of value if Murray is officially ruled out, because right now he hasn't officially been ruled out. I'm sort of banking on it at this point, though, but... As of right now, my personal handicap, I set Iowa as a one and a half point favorite if he's officially ruled out. I'd be willing to advocate for a little bit of a money line play on Iowa State as well. I'd be setting them more around a one point favorite, but regardless, between four and four and a half points like you've got right now, you've got good value, and I do think that this is going to get steamed up in the AM. You probably want to take this sooner rather than later, so the write-up, that is based around Iowa State getting the points, and with regards to the total, I did set it at a 143.5. Just mentioned it with Iowa State. They aren't necessarily a super slow team, and if you do have Iowa turning the ball over much more than normal, defense most likely going to be becoming offense for Iowa State as well, and Let's take a look at that Thursday night football matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Rams. With the Rams, they are the reigning Super Bowl champions, and they're currently between a six to a six half point home underdog. Utah's game is anywhere between 43 and 43 and a half. And this is a no good, very bad, sad matchup for the Rams as they might be starting Baker Mayfield, they might be starting Bryce Perkins, they might be starting John Wolford, they might be starting Greg Peterson at quarterback. I wish I was joking, but I am on standby if the Rams need me. I'm only a few hours away here in lovely Las Vegas, and those are all bad options. I mean, especially the Greg Peterson option. I don't know who would want to be having that in their lives, but with that said, I'm going to be begrudgingly willing to lay the points with the Raiders. I would much rather take a six as available, and they're starting to dry up more and more. Actually, as I've been doing this over the last, I would say, three minutes, one of the books out here in Vegas had had a six. They just flipped to a six and a half, but... That said, the team that I like here is the Raiders, but what I like here more is the under, just because I just don't know if the Rams are going to be able to put up seven points in this game. And, and I wish I was joking, but I'm really not. This is a Rams team that they've got absolutely nothing going for them. I mentioned their quarterback issues. Well, on top of that, they're without Cooper Cup, and they're without a guy that was really not producing for them to start with in Allen Robinson, but now you're having to look to Van Jefferson as your number one option. Van Jefferson is not a very good number one option. Heck, someone like Austin Trammell might be getting receptions, and this is an undrafted free agent from Rice, Go Owls, but yeah, not too terrific. Yeah, Cam Akers still on the roster, and if there is a player prop that I do like for the Rams, it is over on the rushing yards of Cam Akers. He's only been able to give the team right around 3.3 yards per carry, but he's probably going to get a lot of carries in this game. And with the LA Rams and how bad their offensive line is, they probably don't want to have multiple quarterbacks get injured in this game, so they're probably going to be looking to establish a run. That is pretty much a whole basis around me taking the over on Cam Akers' rushing yards. I don't think that they're going to be down like 21 points in the first half, though they could be. They're that banged up right now, and I feel like their games against the Seattle Seahawks and the Kansas City Chiefs, these were pretty much the dump the entire load of what you've got sort of games. Just try to get everything humanly possible. Try to get one of these, and now they are pretty much out of gas. It's not great, though I will say, if you've got one core that is better for the Rams, offense versus defense, it certainly is the defense. Because even though Aaron Donald's out of the fold, you still have someone like a Bobby Wagner. You know that he's going to be out there. He's going to be competing. It's still a very banged-up defense, but at the very least, they've got warm bodies, and they should be able to make it through this game. Jalen Ramsey, well, he's been about as burnt as toast thus far this season, but you know what? You know that he's still going to be able to give you a good, honest effort as well. And with the Raiders... If there is one trepidation that you've got is that this Raiders defense is still not good, even in that game that we saw them be able to get the job done against the Seattle Seahawks. It was no thanks to the defense in that one, but now you're getting to go up against, well, insert your mystery quarterback here. And if you're trying to look at passer props right now for the Rams, you're not going to be finding any. I have tried and I have failed, so that's not too terrific. But with the Raiders, what you have been getting out of this team Vontae Adams really being on a burner run. I mean, we were talking with Brad Thomas and Scott Reichel in the last segment. They both like over his receiving prop right now, seeing that at 88 yards. And, well, he's been able to put up at least one or 26 and four of the last five games. This guy is on one right now. Seven plus receptions in every one of them. He has had 
a grand total of seven touchdowns in the last five games, three multi-touchdown games. I think that he is going to be able to light up Mr. Burnt Toast himself and Jalen Ramsey and everyone else. And when it comes to this Raiders defense, recognize that it's not necessarily the greatest group as Andrew Billings is going to be out of the fold for this team. You've got quite a few injuries in the secondary, but saw Max Crosby up front and He's been like the only guy that has been able to get sacks for the team. Max Crosby up to 10 and a half sacks. He's been able to put together a very nice year for a Raiders team, of which I think he's got half of their sacks as far this season. Yeah, he does. They've got 21 sacks and he's got 10 and a half of them. So he's been able to do a really good job on that front. But take a look at the spot. I just don't know, even with this porous, sad Raiders defense, if the Rams score any sort of a touchdown in this game whatsoever. Really, the only team that you could bank on to score points is the Raiders. So. That is why I like the Raiders laying between six and six and a half points. Not necessarily an ideal spot, fading a reigning Super Bowl champion at home and laying six and six and a half points to do so. But that's where we are at right now. And also do like this total under. And if I'm looking at anything, game makers over his rushing prop just because they're going to give him the ball. And that leads us into a football-related pro tip. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. Throughout the show tonight, we've been taking a look at college football, how to be able to base these bowl games at our good friend over there at NBC Sports Bet, he gave us a really good one. Brad Thomas lent us this gem of take a look at proximity when it comes to these bowl games, teams that are playing a little bit closer home, or heck, you could see a surprise starter at quarterback. He's playing in front of his hometown. That could be a good motivational spot to take a look at when it comes to these bowl games. And you need anything possible to stay motivated for these bowl games, but you've always got motivation when Mitch Moss and Paul Howard take the mic 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern for Follow the Money right here on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.